Welcome to Make Today Count, your 60 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate and inspire your personal brand. I'm your host Ross Dean, in each episode I chat to thought leaders, influencers and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go the extra mile, pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them. Powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. Okay, hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Make Today Count. Today, we've got another amazing guest for you. He's a CEO of We Strive, founder of the tech networking group Entrepreneurs of LA, and podcast host as well over on the Building Fires podcast. Corey McCain, how are you? Doing wonderful, man. It's a pleasure to be on here. No, thank you so much for your time. Um, we're going to be talking about something that's this I find fascinating. It's been a really help for, to my business. It's all around automation automation for your business is something that's kind of revolutionized kind of the stuff that I do and I think for because a lot of our listeners um, are kind of maybe in the early stages of setting up businesses and that kind of stuff um, my hope is that if we can get these guys on board a little bit earlier in the process um, I think it's going to have so much more benefits um, as they kind of progress in their business um, but before we get into some of that what I'd love to do um, if people haven't come across the work that you do and, and your app and that kind of stuff and um, would you just give us a little bit of background about your backstory and kind of how you got, got to where you are today please yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's it's a it's almost a six year journey, actually. Um, so I'll try and do my best to summarize. But essentially, yeah. So I run a, a SaaS, which SaaS stands for Software as a Service. Um, similar SaaS ideas are like you know uh, you you pay monthly for a software, so like um, a Microsoft product, like an Office or a Word. Um, you know, if you were to pay monthly for that. Uh, like Asana, if you have Asana to manage your projects, like pretty much anything that you pay a software monthly for uh, is a SaaS. Um, so I run a SaaS or a CRM, aka client relationship management tool um, for personal trainers. So basically, we help personal trainers manage their clientele, handle their billing, build programs, build fitness plans, sorry, uh, uh, nutrition plans. So essentially anything a personal trainer needs to do, we help them with. And then from the mobile app, their clients are going to follow those programs, track their progress, update progress photos, et cetera. So um, kind of like an all, all around experience for the, the entire uh, training journey. And uh, yeah, so basically I've been working on this app for years. Um, it uh, it kind of started off, uh, I, mean, I, I don't want to go too much into detail because I feel like that wasn't the, the point <laughs> to really <laughs> talk for 20 minutes on it. Um, but essentially, yeah, so some friends and I, I came home one night, friends had an idea, let's make a fitness app. And, you know, six years later, I'm talking to, to Ross, uh, on a podcast. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to make a marketplace for fitness programs. That was the original idea. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty ridiculous that there wasn't like a place where you could search like, you know, bodybuilding three days a week, 30 minutes a day advanced, and then find programs based on the personal mm-hmm. trainers that have uploaded them. Um, and so I started working on that put a about the first three years of my journey into that so that 100 dedicated into it um we finally after like a version five launched our final version and essentially uh this this isn't the point of the podcast but what, what i learned was we were we were more building um something that i wanted to build and something that like trainers had told me that they wanted and 
not that they necessarily didn't want it. Uh, it just wasn't a need. And so it's a very important thing that I needed to, um, I needed to address early on is that like we were solving a want and not a need. Um, so this, what I realized is that they were looking for something that can actually help them manage and grow their business. And the, yeah. the marketplace we had finally built was beautiful and it was great, but it was mostly uh, just like an extra revenue stream for them and less of like their essential core needs. So mm-hmm. we pivoted, put what little, what little money we had into it and started building out this new CRM or SaaS platform for trainers. So uh, we officially, it took about a year and a half to launch it because it had a, a million more features than I thought it would. Uh, and we finally launched that about eight months ago. We've just been slowly growing revenue. And then we have a big relaunch coming up in about two weeks, actually. So at the end of the year, um, you know, Apple approving our app permitting and uh, just excited to go from there. Perfect. Perfect. And and kind of was the, the fitness industry something that you were immersed in before the idea came for the app? Was it something that you were actively participating in? Yeah, in high school, I actually, in high school, in, in the 10th grade, I actually had the idea for the marketplace, not the thing we have now, but our first version. Um, yeah, I did like a little, I was in like a fitness specialist class in high school for two years, um, actually like studied for the personal training certification in high school. Um, then I, uh, yeah, I did a couple of different weightlifting competitions and I was super involved in sports growing up. So I was just around all these amazing personal trainers and it was um and I didn't necessarily do the wrong thing for my first company because I, I took a, a problem in my life and I solved it. Like I, I just had so many uh, amazing fitness programs, but I would have to find them through like Google searching and PDFs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was very, very much involved in the uh, fitness industry early on. Perfect. And you know, for a lot of people that I talk, chat to on the podcast, you know, the, these ideas or these these new ventures kind of come from a kind of a moment. Maybe it was something that they just kind of thought of, or maybe it was a change in their lifestyle or something, a big change in their life. Was, it, was there anything kind of prompting you to kind of veer off in this direction? Or was it just something that you felt in your gut was you needed to do? Well, it's funny you say that, man, because it's like, um, like my entire life, you can ask my ex, uh, is, is basically <laughs> encompassed by this app like it's like everything i do mm. it's just like it's so weird how it's like it's like in like uh spider-man 3 or whatever like that that venom thing like overcomes <laughs> his whole body like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna use that analogy again um <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's really crazy it, it has become everything about me um but you know if you take me back to 2015 when i was in college uh you know grew out to graduate with my accounting degree before i had this idea I would have never thought I would be living in Oklahoma of all places, you know, yeah. talking on a podcast about it. So, um, you know, there wasn't necessarily like, there was definitely the moment when we came home and, uh, you know, we were like, Oh, this is, let's, mm. let's build an app. And so I was like, okay, there's that moment. Um, there was the moment where the next week I took my super shitty designs to my buddy. That was like a branding <laughs> expert. And he yeah. was like, all these suck, but like, this is actually kind of a good idea. Um, and then there's like, a thousand moments down the line where it was like, you know, Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, there wasn't necessarily one moment where I was like, like light bulb. It was kind of like an accumulation. Um, but that first night where we were all sitting there, just roommates throwing off ideas was definitely the, the light bulb moment, I guess, where it was like, Oh, this would actually be really cool. Um, and then at some point I was like, I guess I'm going to do this full time. So I, I don't remember when that, that moment was where I was like, I'm going to quit my job and just do this. But, uh, that, mm. that, uh, there's definitely a lot of those for sure. Sure. 
So what I love about this co- this conversation today, um, Corey, is that you know we can really deep dive into it from I guess two different points of view. Because myself as a business owner, you know, I use a CRM type um, um, software for my own photography business, which uh, which which is great. And then also I'm um, I'm a client. I'm a I'm a, a personal training client. I'm a I'm a gym client. You know, so I think there's some great ways that we can kind of look at some of this stuff. But at its core, what we're looking at today is around automation. And I think I think you'll agree that any way that we can kind of automate a lot of the things that we do in our business um, has so many more benefits that have a knock-on effect in all areas of our lives. Um, for you and the guys that we strive, what would you say, I know there's there's key elements um, of automation built into this app that's really going to help PTs run their business, but what do you kind of, if someone was to say to you kind of, what do you think is automation is all about? What would you kind of say? And that's actually the thing is, so we, um, I personally use a lot of automation in my own life and then also within the business. And so when we launched, we strive, uh, we didn't have, and we still, we still don't until two weeks from now have a lot of automation. Mm. Uh, we were so focused on, uh, the design and the functionality and making sure that our app was better looking and faster and, you know, just easier to use across the board. Um, and so the last, like, six to eight months were spent where I just did hundreds of personal trainer interviews, just asking them like, Mm -hmm. what features do they need? What are they looking for? And so we noticed that like, I mean, obviously at, you know, at scale, the more personal trainer, sorry, the more clients that a personal trainer has, the more likely they're going to want to have that automation. So um, for us, automation involves uh, we've created uh, a scheduling calendar where trainers can auto schedule uh, different, we call them client events so they can schedule out, uh, requesting progress photos. They can schedule out requesting weigh-ins. They can schedule messages ahead of time um, and schedule out like a to-do list or goal ahead of time. So they can take all of the clients, like if they have 50 clients, they can go onto their calendar and they can just go boom, boom, boom and schedule out, you know, every four weeks, I want this to go out for this client and I want this message to go out. And it'll just like completely automate most of their their busy work. Um, and then on top of that, our program builder, this isn't necessarily automation, um, but it's a huge, huge time saver. So our program builder comes with, uh, thousands of photos and videos that they can utilize like, you know, barbell bench, whatever you're going to do for your program. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we've just done so many things to like make it the process quicker. So we've added like category photos. So you have like, you know, instead of just typing like, Oh, what what do I want to do for my client for chess today? You have like a chess category right there. Um, and then you're able to easily duplicate and drag days around, drag weeks around. So it kind of create, you can create a program in a 10th of the time versus before you were kind of just like build the, build the day, build the day. They just had to have this long drawn out process. So um, automation is super important. And as we grow the business, these are the features that we're starting with over the next two weeks um, that we've building for the last few months. And then uh, we're just going to keep adding more and more things that make it easier for our trainers to automate. Yeah. So I'm guessing um, most of your clients kind of are, are working on their own. They have their own business and it's just them. Is it just them in the business? Most of them? Uh, most of them. Yeah. But we do have a lot of trainers that actually do have business partners. So, okay, cool. um, yeah, we were a little slow on um, the teams and groups concept where we can have trainers, multiple trainers working together. Uh, so that's that concept's coming out in like a little over a month. Um, it was just this weird, like, you know, we just had so many features that we wanted to add. We kind of had to pick which ones. So yeah, yeah, along with a couple of other things, those will be released with our our update number two in uh, late January. 
Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast are, are solo business owners, people that are starting from scratch and, and work on their own. And I think, um, you know, what I'm guessing through the conversations that you had with the PTs, one of the things no one has got a lot of is time. Um, mm. And whether it's time in the business, whether it's time if they've got families or that kind of stuff. And what I've seen personally is that, you know, integrating CRMs and different ways of automating the business allows you to free up so much time in other areas you know mm-hmm, absolutely for, my, for, for myself i've got two two young children and it just enables me to free up time that i can spend more time with them so i'm not kind of spending hours in the evening kind of writing up things or, or redoing emails when they, they could just be templated and kind of sent it out that you know there's lots of ways that you, we can sort of bring this in um for a lot of people i guess that that kind of switch to kind of the the man from the manual processes to the automation or the the more app focused functions um it can be a little bit of a jump for some people um why do you think sometimes we kind of put put it off and maybe don't move to is it kind of a control thing have you seen with 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 clients well i think it's a control thing but also it's it's like uh i mean i think maybe it's a little bit of fear that like it's just Mm. gonna not work or something like that um and then i also think it's a little bit of just it takes time so i mean I i think the best uh, I interviewed a guy a while back that runs the social media account for a couple of bigger, um, a bigger clients. Mm. And uh, he, so he runs all their socials and um, basically he just didn't want to use automation for the post itself because he was like, look, this is all I do all day. Like if I have to automate it, like what, what else am I going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and he wanted, and he also like the clients are very important. So he just wanted to make sure that um, you know, that he wasn't screwing that up. But that's more of an extreme example. So that, that's, that's one end of the spectrum. And the other end is like, you know, just, it just takes time. Like for me, um, there are so many things that to this day, because I, I have probably like a thousand things I do each week for my company. And so a lot of them are automated and I can touch on what things I do in a little bit, but um, you know, there are certain things that I do want to make, like I just I keep doing every single day. And uh, it's just a matter of, I think another problem is not knowing the tools. So it's a matter of finding the tools that can actually help you automate those processes effectively and uh, just kind of slowly. And, and also at the same time, you can't just go from nothing to everything's automated. Um, it takes time to like, you know, get each, whether it's, you know, your, your mailing list, your CRM, um, you know, how you do your project flow it just takes time to kind of automate all that stuff. So I think that's kind of, those are kind of the main reasons. Yeah, definitely. And and of course, you know, these things take time in the setup, I've found, you know, so it takes a bit of time to kind of set these things up, as you say. But once you've done that, you know, you can pretty much kind of take a seat back and and, and just kind of let it run, which, which is really empowering, I think. Well, 100%. Yeah, I mean, especially with apps like uh, Zapier, um, mm. which I'm every day becoming more and more fluent with. Um, I'm still definitely not an expert by any means, but I use I'm currently using two different Zapier plugins and I'll, I'll be, ha- I'll probably have like 20 by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a pretty incredible platform. Yeah. So it's kind of a business owner going back to your, um, what you mentioned before around how you kind of use it in your own day to day. Just give us some examples of kind of some of the key things that you've found have really helps you kind of in your, in your day to day business life. Do you think? Like a, a couple of different like softwares. Yeah, sure. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually just going to go down the list. So, I mean, I um just from left to right, uh, I'll look at my bookmarks. Um, so as far as like socials go, um, using Hootsuite um, mm-hmm. is definitely, although actually Instagram has their own scheduling tool now through business.facebook, yeah. which I just found out about. So I was like, 
damn, that sucks, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, using stuff like Hoop Suite so you can actually schedule that stuff out ahead of time versus like it just takes so much time to um, to individually prep like one social media post at a time. Mm. Um, so when you do that all at once, you can save you know at least an hour a week because you can just or uh, you know month however you operate, but. Uh, you can just kind of just get all those processes out of the way. And whereas like, you don't have to like start thinking about it and get the process going. You can just do it all at once. You don't have to do it five times a week. Yeah. Um, so Hootsuite's super important. Um, I just started using, I just started using Pinterest. So then I automatically went to Tailwind, which is a platform yeah. actually based here in OKC. I have a call with the the CEO on Friday. I didn't realize I had already talked to him because I didn't, I didn't know what his platform was <laughs> at first. Okay, and cool. then, yeah, then I got, I started using tailwind where you can automate pins which saves so much time um and then i i had one of my mentors connect me with the ceo of tailwind and then i noticed that we already had an email chat and we had already hopped on a call so i was like shit uh my bad <laughs> but uh we're having another call um and then you know uh stuff like i think really important when you get bigger um stuff like when you have a a, a platform stuff like automated chatbots. so um using intercom so we have our big launch coming up in two weeks and I'm a, I've made the mistake of, you know, launching apps before, and then all of a sudden I have to fix like FAQs and I have to fix this, fix this. So I'm making sure that like we have our entire, everything from FAQs to chatbots to, you know, the, like just the entire process ready to go. So, so as soon as I click, you know, apps launched, we're good to go. So um, I have our chatbots to the point where anything you ask, it's going to automatically respond with certain answers. Um, which is kind of how chatbots work. So I'm not changing the wheel or anything, but um, basically I have it. So it goes all the way down the line. So you'll, you'll have like five questions per answer. And that saves me a ton of time because usually the tra- the trainers will get their answer within that chatbot, And yeah. that's time that I don't have to take a pause on from my, from working on the company to go answer mm-hmm. a chatbot. Yeah. Um, I mean, stuff like anchor, which you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you use or not, but yeah, uh, automatically post your podcast for you at a specific time. Yeah. Um, and then automatically now since we're on the theme automatically puts it out to all those different, uh, podcast feeds. Mm. Um, we have like a weekly blog that goes out and then I use MailChimp to automate, uh, a weekly, um, pulls our RSS feed. And so it sends yeah. an automatic email for that. I mean, I can keep going, but like, just like yeah, looking no, at my it, bookmarks, <laughs> it's just like yeah, a lot it, of stuff. Yeah, it's good. You know, and, and, um, heartening as well too, you know, we these are names that I'm using myself, you know, especially around the podcasting aspect, using the RSS fees to send out emails. And, you know, that's really powerful and a way to, to, to integrate some of that stuff. And I'm guessing from the conversations that you had with those PTs, um, as you were kind of building the app as well, were there key things that came up where people were just having challenges with, I know we talk about time, but with, did a lot of those conversations, how did that help the way that then you built, we strive after that? So um, basically what I realized is like uh, the, our, our industries. So when you run a startup um, investors will always tell you not to get into a, a, a quote unquote feature battle where yeah. you're just like constantly adding more and more and more and more features. And that's like all you do for your company life. Um, I'll argue that's true and you don't want to always do that. But at the same time, we have a very, uh, a very like open, everyone knows everyone industry. So it's like, if you don't have, certain features uh you just you can't really play the game um so we basically over over the phone calls there's been at least well basically every single feature that we're adding with this new update is just features that 
we didn't have that our competitors do offer. Well, not cumulatively, but like one will have this and one will have that. So we're kind of bringing okay. all the yeah. features that everyone's asked for together. Uh, but yeah, there was just so many things like our, our like little things that I didn't expect. Um, our trainers like when you can, when you build a program normally, but then being able to take a zoom out and then look at it from a calendar overview and then go back mm-hmm. and do it. So we didn't have that calendar overview immediately available. So we're adding that. Um, we didn't have like an in-depth testimonial section. So we added that we didn't have this, 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 and this. So it's like, um, yeah, there's just so many, there's literally hundreds of things that trainers have requested. So, uh, I'd say like 80% of those updates are being done in the next two weeks. And then some of them are a little bit bigger. So we're going to have those over time, but, um, just stuff like customization automation, like, uh, so one thing I'll say, um, I guess it's a, a, a point to take out of this is that, when you are having demo calls with your target audience, whether you're run a company or you're just like mm. trying to think they're getting started, um, just take notes on everything um, and try and try and categorize those notes. So um, basically what, what I, the, what I did, which is not the right way to do it is I would just have conversations. And then when someone would ask, when a trainer would ask for the same thing or different trainers would ask for the same thing multiple times, it would kind of ring a bell to go, Oh, I should probably add that. Um, whereas okay, yeah. I should have been writing that down the entire time. And, you know, kind of showing, okay, five trainers said this, we should add this. So then I could have created a better, like more prominent list of that stuff. Mm. And will it be that you'll have ongoing conversations with your clients and your the personal trainers throughout? Is it something you're planning to do every now and then to kind of help you build new features into the, into the platform? I am. Yeah. So I think it's really, I think it's really important as a, a CEO to stay in touch with your company mm. um, and your clientele. And so I don't, you know, I'm saying this now, but like once we start making a lot of money, I don't know if it's going to, I'm going to be able to do this, but my goal is to have at least like long-term have at least one call with one of our trainers. I think mm-hmm. that'd be cool if we had like a week, sorry. Um, then it'd be cool if we had like a hundred thousand trainers and then you sign up for a demo call and all of a sudden the CEO's on the phone with you and I'm just like, Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I like to do these once a week. And like, I think that'd be such a cool experience that you wouldn't get with another company. So um, so yeah, I want to keep having them personally due to, due to budgeting. I'll definitely be the one having them for the next couple of months at least. And yeah. then, um, once our monthly revenues up, we'll be hiring people to kind of handle that process. And ideally, um, it won't be necessary to have these calls because we'll have such a solid landing page and funnel and all that stuff that they don't really need to hop yeah. on a demo call. And the software just will just speak for itself. But yeah, I do want to continue to have these conversations because it's just, it's just so important. Like our app would not be what it, it's about to be. Um, mm. Had I not spoken to all these trainers, I would, I would have completely gone a different direction. And it's, and it's crazy too. Cause like, I, um, I definitely always feel like uh, I'm right. And I'm like, Oh, this is a good <laughs> idea. You know, I, I know I'm right. Yeah. And then there was like, sometimes trainers will say things and I'm like, Oh, it's so stupid. Like well, I would never do that. And then I look, take a step back and then we actually add the feature. And now I'm like, Oh, this feature is so cool. Yeah. And it just makes so much like the features thing, being able to have chest and back, like trainers ask for that so much. And I was just like, what are you talking about? You're a personal trainer. Like, can't you just like, like you, like, you know, chest exercises. And now that I've built it, I'm, I'm building programs. I'm like, this is so dope. I can just push chest and it shows all the chest <laughs> and you're just like, it kind of takes, uh, you know, some of the weight off your back. So um, definitely listen to your audience, take notes on that. It's, it's just super important. 
Yeah, I guess from the trainer's point of view as well, you know, you having those tools in built and, you know, you've spoken around building this kind of 360 app where everything's included, you know, they then don't have to go out and, and record their own content for stuff and take time setting up all this stuff. It's, 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 it's a real kind of benefit built within the app, isn't it? You know, for, for a lot of people, because again, they didn't have, don't have the time necessarily to, to record all this stuff and put it on there. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And they do have the option too, to add their own content, but yeah, mm. I mean, it's, it's basically, I mean, for the bigger trainers, or sorry, for the for the earlier stage trainers, it's a massive benefit because before, if you want to train online, you have to use like Excel, yeah, and you're like texting your client how to mm-hmm. do, you know, burpees and stuff like that. Like you're sending like YouTube videos. It's just a super tacky, like inefficient mm-hmm. way to do it. And so now, um, you know, well, that stuff is automated. So you just basically build the program, you attach it, it pops up on their phone and they follow it in the app and you can see their progress and growth and all that stuff from the same page. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty amazing platform for sure. Yeah, definitely. And how's it, how's the response been since you kind of rolled out different variations, you know, and maybe the, those trainers who you spoke to have got their hands on the, the app and start to use it. What's the feedback being like? It's been, it's been really great. And so, so like I said, I mean, it was uh Basically for us, um, we, we still have the feature battle concept where trainers are signing up. We have, we have some trainers that have canceled our veteran competition. Whereas like we have hundreds of trainers and our, our competition has like over a hundred thousand. Um, and they've got like millions more dollars than we do. And we have trainers canceling them and switching over to us, despite the fact that I'm bluntly just like, look, we're still missing X, Y, and Z feature. And they're just like, my client hates the other app. So I'm switching to you. So that's been really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, and then the ones that have been hard, not like hard, cause I know we're going to fix the problem, but like hard, just like financially, um, have just been the countless trainers that are just waiting for this new update that were just like, yo, like respectfully. Okay. And, and I totally get it. Like, like respectfully, I need automation. I need, I have 60 clients. I can't just not have auto message, <clears throat> auto messaging. Um, I can't just not have, uh, you know, automatic mm. progress photo requests and stuff like that so mm. and i'm just like i totally get it and so i think being being very um not trying to like push and sell those people because it's like you know you're not like yeah. they, they need this for their business i wouldn't switch either um so those conversations have been very good too but i mean overall like uh if it's a feature battle like once that's done aka in the next month or two um our our functionality and design and just like overall user experiences just blows everyone else out of the water. So I just know long-term we're going to be fine. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. And for those trainers, like you say, who have maybe um, jumped from their old apps or their own platforms to you guys, which you're kind of in, in the early stages of getting things going. Um, I guess that's down to kind of, you know, they appreciate that you're having a two-way conversation and, and that they, you, you're keeping people updated and there's kind of a community that's wrapped around your business, which they find appealing. Would you say that's the, one of the benefits that white people are kind of jumping over? I a hundred percent agree, man. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, without having that conversation with the CEO, I think some of them wouldn't have switched yet just because there is mm. so many features. But um, I mean, the, honestly, it's funny because there's been a few times where they're like, I'm going to switch and they cancel and then they start paying um, <laughs> us. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have switched like, cause you, because of their specific scenario. Like I like, it's usually the, the automation feature. Um, but at the same time, I probably would have switched because, because like, it's just so mm. much easier to use. Uh, so, I mean, it's been, it's been really cool. And then yeah, after this new update, I'm a hundred percent would switch if I was a trainer. Um, but you, you know, I think just having that amazing, um, just having that amazing community, 
and having a, a platform behind your platform is super important that the, the trainer, like your target audience can feel, um, kind of feel at home. Like I like, it's not going to always be this way, but I do like how, um, my personal trainers can email me or shoot me a text whenever they have a problem and I'll all personally solve it. Um, so again, that, that's just more of like an early stage situation, but we have like hundreds of trainers that feel that way. They feel like they can reach out directly to the CEO and he's going to like pause what he's doing, figure out their problem and then get back to them as soon as he can. Um, so I think that's a really essential, like early on with a company to build that, that core. Um, and I'm not an expert on the, all that stuff. I feel like I'm, I'm really good at customer service, but like, I'm, I'm not a pro. Um, mm. but yeah, my goal is just to build an amazing community behind our trainers and find ways to support them. And so we're already doing stuff like we're going to be launching a, a We Strive U, which is like a like little university okay, to help yeah. our trainers grow their business, help them set up LLCs, all that stuff. Um, and we're just creating a whole bunch of business support and sales support uh, kind of modules and pages and um, affiliates and all that stuff to help our trainers get started. Mm. You know, so what I'm hearing, Corey, is that, you know, this is fast becoming more than just an app. You know, it's becoming a community, as you say, it's becoming a kind of a, a way in which people could, you know, if they're starting off in training can kind of, um, you know, get all their, all the boxes ticked where they need to. Um, and, and that's really refreshing because I think, you know, when we talk about kind of setting up in the early stages of business and maybe if we're looking at trying to automate and some of this stuff and using all these tools, how it used to be is that we'd have to go and sign up for loads of different um, tools and platforms and everything and and if those platforms and tools were integrating with each other we'd have to make sure that they're all in tune with the api keys and everything was happening and working okay and then when if one of them f- fell down you know some of the others might um fall down behind it um and what, what i think what's great is what you guys are doing is that you're bringing all that together specifically for this this market who it's clear to see hasn't got the time to go through some of this stuff, but equally wants to give a good impression to their clients. I think that's something we haven't touched upon yet is that, you know, we've talked about the back end and how helpful that is for these PTs, but, you know, from a front end point of view, from the, from the client's point of view, um, you know, this looks really kind of polished and efficient. Um, was that some, one of the things that often came out of those conversations as well around kind of like the um, preconception of what a personal trainer is like through the tools that they use. Yeah. So um, what's, what's cool is we spent a ton of, cause we were originally a, a B2C or a mm-hmm. consumer facing product. Yeah. So our consumer side has always been a huge focus. Um, and so when we pivoted to a B2B model, uh, business to business targeting the trainers, we, we had that B2C model, like kind of, kind of set in stone. So yeah. Um, with, with these conversations I've had with my trainers, we, they, it never once came up like, well, sorry, it was, it was asked, but it was based on our demo. It was never once like, Oh, if I'm not going to switch, it's not because of my client experience, because our client experience is by far and away, especially, especially with this new update. I can't wait. Um, it's by far and away the best out there for, for the personal training industry. Um, the, the way that our clients follow a program, they, they have the photos and videos there that can record all their exercises results from the screen. They swipe left and right to flow through the program. Like you're swiping on Tinder. I mean, it's just like, it's yeah. just super, it's super easy to use. Um, we have like, we're the only app that has like personal records within the app that trainers can track or sorry, clients can track their own. Um, if they get a new back squat, they can track their growth in a graph right from the app. Like just so many features that like we offer specifically that uh, competitors don't offer. Um, and it's just 
very, very easy to use. So what's cool about the app is um, you you kind of know how well like designed you've built an app based on like how often you get uh, requests. And I yeah. honestly can't, I've gotten like maybe two uh, trainers emailing me saying their client doesn't understand how to use the app. Okay. Yeah. Out of like hundreds of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been, it's been cool. So that, that's, it's extremely important to, to, you know, focus on our personal trainers, but it's even more important to make sure that like the people that are paying them are, are, uh, are happy as well. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like they, they are our target market is the people mm-hmm. that, pay the people to pay us. So, um, so yeah, it's ex- extremely important for us for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, that's, that's the key, isn't it? You know, if, if you make an app or an experience as easy and as fluid as you can make it, at the end of the day, people are going to use it, aren't they? You know, I think we've all downloaded apps where, or, or, or programs or, or tools where we start to use it and it's been kind of clunky and we just kind of like, Oh, forget it. And we've uninstalled it or whatever and, and, and moved on. Um, but that, that, that's really great to hear. Um, was the kind of the styling of the app based on anything that you'd seen before, which you kind of felt worked really well or how, how did you come at, how did you kind of come up with the styling around kind of that front end for the, the PT's clients in, in a way, was it based on anything at all? Um, you know, I really can't remember, honestly, just cause we've, mm. we've gone through so many different iterations. Like, mm. uh, I'm, I'm very unique in my role where like I am the, the, I run the company, but I also am the one that does all of the, um, early stage designing. So, um, yeah. in startups or in design, um, when you're building out a, an app, uh, you have these things called wireframes. If the audience isn't familiar um, wireframes, wireframes like the skeleton of the app. So like if you took, you know, if you pulled up Instagram and went to the homepage and you got rid of all the colors and all the pictures and all the, you know, just the pretty stuff, you would yeah. just have like buttons and like a blank, you know, canvas where a picture would go. Um, so that's a wireframe. Um, and you build out for the whole app. So I do all the wireframes for our app. And then I do, um, uh, a few stages past that where I'll, I'll actually put the designs in there so I can get like an actual flow going. Mm-hmm. And then I hand it off to my designers to make it look better, move the buttons around, make, make it look a little bit bigger, uh, better. Um, but as far as like, I don't have like a specific app that I modeled it off of um, per se, but like there are the apps that I definitely have pulled inspiration up from uh, like, you know, just Airbnb's platform has always been just a beautiful like yeah. inspiration for us. Just like, pretty much everything that they do is just, it's just so cool how they've engaged with the community mm. and like their story and, you know, how successful they've become. So um, their apps, beautiful. And one, th- one thing you can definitely do is um, like, I don't go to our competitors because the whole reason we're here is because we want, we're, we're building a much better platform. Mm. Um, but you can look at similar industries, sorry, not similar industries, but like, other people that have designed a product or have built a, a, a platform before. And you can just look at what they've done because yeah, yeah. bigger companies like them have spent millions of dollars, AB testing websites and landing pages and all this stuff. And it's like, if, if you don't have any money and you're starting off as a company, like why would you reinvent the wheel? Like mm. there's a reason Airbnb has that button where that button is like, because they did 50,000 AB tests and found that that's where that button should go. Um, so as a, as a base, like look at companies like that and figure out what they've done and use that for your core designs and your core functionality. 
Um, and you're going to be pretty, and you'll figure out your own things eventually, but like you'll be pretty set if you're doing stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And what do you kind of see? I know you spoke a little bit about the future of, of the app and where you're going with the, um, we strive you and that kind of thing. But if we could, if we could project around about, you know, say five to 10 years, where would you like to kind of see the platform being and, and, and what would it consist of when it, would it just be the app or would it be kind of this full kind of lifestyle kind of, um, platform? Yeah. So we actually have an insane, 2021 is going to be, is going to be our year for sure. So we, um, I've wanted to build a nutrition software for a very long time. And we're finally going to do it this year. Okay. Uh, we're basically, we, we pull a, a food data API and we're going to build the first um, web mobile, um, sorry, web and, and mobile app uh, nutrition building software where you can drag and drop foods. You can take, you know, instead of typing bench and then putting three by 12 for sets and reps, you're, you're going to be able to put in apple and then put how many quantities, et cetera. And then trainers can build out and nutrition and dietitians can build out these full, beautiful plans and then assign them in our app. Like, and we'll have like a, a, my fitness pal esque kind of an app within our own app. So it's going to be pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You're going you're to have both fitness and nutrition. Um, and then in the fall, we're actually expanding into the entire health and wellness professional industry. So we're going to be yeah. adding um, chiropractors, physical therapists, yoga instructors, life coaches, health coaches, et cetera. Uh, so we'll start creating a wait list for that. Well, I already kind of have one, but we'll create like an official wait list for that probably in the next three months. So we can kind of start building that out. But, um, and then the ultimate goal by not this time next year, but maybe like the Q1 of 2022, Q2, um, we're actually going to turn on the marketplace function. So you're going to, the, the end goal for this, um, is basically you're going to have, we strive, You'll have, you can track your running in it, your, your fitness or your nutrition, everything you need. Um, and it sounds like a lot, but our app is super light. Like our, our new launch coming out, it only has like 25 megabytes, whereas like our competitors have 250. So it's, it's a okay. super light app. We just, we kind of got rid of all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end goal is you can have your entire experience for all health and wellness on there. We will have stuff like you know, I think you, I don't remember the word you just used, but like, we'll have like kind of a community around fitness. We'll have like news feeds and stuff like that, like in articles and all that stuff. But, um, you're going to be able to find a personal trainer online or or near you. And then the next bucket, you can find a dietitian. And if you need to find a chiropractor in your area, it'll be right there. If you need to find like a a physical therapist to do like a, a telemedicine phone call with, you can find them online too. Um, so your entire like health journey is going to be within one app. Um, and that, that's kind of the end goal for us. So there's like thousands of things we're doing before then, but that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what, that's what we're getting, we're getting, uh, trying to get to. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. I was just thinking that, you know, if someone was working with a trainer and they use the app and they're really happy with that. And maybe they moved for work somewhere else and everything, you know, they want to use someone that can then connect into the same app and, and carry on their progress, you know, and, um, that, that's, that'd be a great feature, wouldn't it? To be able to just connect with other people that, um, using the same platform and have the same kind of um, approach to what they're doing um, and just mm-hmm. building, that, building that network. And, this, and that's such a benefit too, in regards to networking for, um, for the PTs as well, isn't it? You know, they can be connected to new clients through the We Strive platform. Absolutely. And they can actually already do that. So we've had trainers already get clients through our marketplace um, that we have, but it's more of an online marketplace and we're, we don't focus on it too much, but yeah, the ultimate goal is that trainers can go on there and they can find the clients that when the clients are looking for them. Um, so we're, we're going to definitely be switching to like a B2C 
model kind of coming back around to our original business model. Yeah. Um, and uh, once, once we're ready to go though, we've got a lot of stuff in the B2B space we need to finish, but, but yeah, that's the goal is to have this community. And actually with our current app we have right now, not the one we're updating, we have like a social media feed and you can like add friends and stuff. Um, and we're getting rid of all that because what I realized is like, you need to have a massive community to add a social feature and okay, yeah. such a waste of money, such a waste of time. Mm. Like I can't tell you how much time and energy we put into this mm-hmm. stupid social media feed that no one cares about. Um, so I'm excited to re-add that a little bit later next year or 2022. I think that's a really interesting point. I think many of the listeners will take a lot away from that because I think when you create something, be it a membership, maybe a course or something like that, you think you've got to add this kind of social aspect into it. You know, it's, it's how we communicate in our daily lives. We use Facebook, we use Instagram and all these messenger apps. But mm-hmm. that's really interesting you say that in in regards to, you know, don't maybe not consider adding that until later on down the line where you've actually built the community before, you know, before giving them the tools to it. No, exactly. That's the thing is like, just build a Facebook group, like the social media. It was just so stupid having it. And we even had cool stuff. Like we added um, the ability for clients when they finish a workout to automatically share their results, how much weight they lifted, like their, their highest weight of the day, mm. share those results to the newsfeed automatically. And I was like, yes, yeah, so cool. But we didn't have all the things like find, you know, find your friends or people you may know and all this stuff. So it's like, okay, if you want to, if you want to compete with, like if you want to build a social aspect and you don't have the universal qualities of a Twitter and Instagram or a Facebook, there's like, there's no point. And I took a step back and I was like, okay, I run the company and it's my idea and I wouldn't use this social media feed. So like, why are we, yeah. why is this here? Um, yeah. So yeah, Facebook groups will do just fine until you have like a ton of people on your platform. Yeah. Um we mentioned a little bit there about networking and what I'm interested in is, you know, just moving away from we strive for just a second. Um, one of the other things you got involved with was setting up the, the tech networking group entrepreneurs of LA. Um, where, what were the kind of the origins of, of that and, and how did that come about? Yeah. So to be blunt, like there was this, uh, the, well, I, I've, I've always liked hosting events and like, you know um, I think I'm a really good event host cause I, I, have like empathy and I care about, you know, if people are there and I can, I see them kind of sitting by themselves, I'll like, mm. I'll, uh, um, you know, be attentive and make sure that I go out and say, Hey, you know, you would, what do you do? Okay. You should definitely talk to this person, like walk them over to the next person. So mm. I'm very, very involved in make sure that everyone at my events is having a good time. Um, but it came about because I, um, I moved to LA and, uh, I really, like I, I was, I was supposed to be there for like to meet people, you know, and I went to like one or two networking events and it was the same old, same old, um, like networking events are fine, but I'm in tech. So I, I only care about meeting people in tech. I need someone that like runs a software company, like Ross, like you do photography and I'm glad we've met. This is cool. Um, but like, if I'm at a networking event, I'm not trying to meet you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to meet an investor yeah. or someone that also runs a software company. Um, or some, or someone that's like in sales in a mm. startup. So I guess you kind of have like an affiliation, but like across the board, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, and so I would go to all these other events and it'd be like real estate, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't care. I do not like, let's grab a drink. Sure. But like, I'm here to meet someone, you know, in my space. Um, and then I, I just, so then I didn't network for like two years. So I absolutely hated it. But then I went to this tech networking group and, uh, it was only like 12 of us. And I went multiple times and I had the best time 
I got one investor that put in 5k from an event after one conversation. Like it was just like, it was a bunch of cool, like great conversations with these people that I could actually relate to and network Mm with. Um, And then I went to like the fourth one there and I found out the guy that hosted them. Well, he was never there. Uh, I found out who it was. It's the same guy every time that hosts all these events. It wasn't there. I talked to the bartender. I was kind of drunk and she was like, yeah, the guy that hosts these is like kind of a dick and he like never tips and he never tells us that he's going to be there. It's like, we just show up. Like, so I drove all the way across LA for this event and I show up and apparently it wasn't even officially scheduled. They were like, uh, I guess you can talk here. And so it was super <laughs> frustrating and I just got really pissed. And I, I was, I was bartending in Venice beach at the time. And I called my, my boss and I was like, can I host an event there next week? And she goes, yeah, I was like, it'll be like 90 people. And she's like, yeah. And I just messaged a ton of people that were in tech that I knew. And I was like, Hey guys, I'm hosting this dope event. Like we're going to rent out the mezzanine at my bar. Um, and it's going to be fun. And we, we sure as I have videos, like we, it, the mezzanine got so packed that the server went home because she couldn't get through the crowd all night. <laughs> so she just went home and it was yeah. just such a fun night. We had like 90 something people show up and I was like, this is cool. So then I started hosting more and more events and, um, it was definitely hard because I, I wanted to make sure that it was only people in tech or startups. So I had to kind of like exclude some people from the group. Like I, there were so many friends that I could have invited that like, you know, wouldn't have fit in with the crowd. So it took yeah. it was a lot of LinkedIn messaging, but got to the point where I was um, doing like all is it LA is huge. And I was, I was hosting an event every two or three weeks in a different area of LA, maybe every month actually. But um yeah, I hosted about six events. Each one averaged like 70 to like 80 people um, with my last one having like 110. And I was scheduled, which which sounds like cringy. We're talking about COVID now. <laughs> uh, but uh, my last one was going to have like 200 people. And then the week COVID shut stuff down, I, my event was supposed to be then. Um, so it was very unfortunate, man, because like honestly, and I know I'm going way too deep in this answer, but like um, – throughout this startup journey, I've always been super broke. Like I just haven't had any money because every time, even though I was making insane amounts of money waiting tables in Venice beach, Mm. every penny I had went back into the app. Um, And to this day, like everything I do, if we don't have money from an investor at the time, I put, I put my own money into the app. Mm. Um, And so like, I was always broke and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I have my accounting degree. I'm like, I'm, I'm really good at multitask. I have so many skills across the board that help me with my company. And I was like, how, why am I broke? Like Gary V's out there selling furniture and shit. Like talking about that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like, why am I broke? And so I was like, oh, these, these events. And I was starting to make like 300, 350 bucks per event. And I was like, okay, I can do one event a week and this will like cover a majority of my expenses. And then right when I finally am about to just like blow up with these events, uh, COVID shut me down. Um, so, so I'm still, I'm back at ground zero, but, um, but yes, that, that's kind of what, it, what they were, why I started them. And uh, I had a, such a great time. And the thing about hosting events is you meet everyone. So if you think if you think going to a networking event is good, try to go to a networking event where not only do you meet everyone, but every person walks up to you and says, hey, thanks for hosting this. Like, nice to meet you. And they know who you are. Um, so just massive, massive uh, credit in, in that sense. Yeah, I was going to ex- exactly go on to that point. And you know, how you felt it kind of raised your profile, how it positioned you in that, in that community. Um, because I, you know, I guess the initial, um, benefit is you want to, um, connect with more people. You're frustrated around what was out there at the moment, but what were the knock on of the knock on effects? Was it bringing you 
business in other areas? Was it giving you other opportunities? What was setting up this network giving you? Yeah. On? Well, I was going to say like, I, I didn't get to the full potential for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I only host, I, we, they were awesome events. And I, I, every single time I'd have like a beautiful, but we had one in long beach, which is like South LA. Mm-hmm. And we had this entire outdoor patio with like a fire all to ourselves. Um, so like yeah. just really cool event spaces. And I, I never paid for one of them. Um, yeah. I was just like, yo, I'm going to bring in a hundred people and they're going to pay for drinks. Uh, so like, you know, give us a spot. Um, yeah. but, uh, so I would have gotten a lot more had I like gone another year or two with it. But I mean, honestly, man, like it was, it was, uh, I can't pinpoint specific, like, Oh, I did this. So then this happened. Yeah. A couple, a couple of people got jobs for my events, which was really cool. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, to be able to like one guy was just like, Hey man, like I met this guy at last event and now like he hired me and I have like a full-time job. And I was right. like, that is so amazing. Like yeah. I can't even begin to describe that. So, um, but just, I feel like it definitely boosted me. Like my, my brother still lives in LA and he said the other day he was at like the, he's meeting someone and the guy's like, Oh, I know your brother. Cause he used to host those events and like LA is so big. So if some random person knows you, yeah, um, yeah. that's, that's huge. Uh, so stuff like that for sure. And it definitely gave me some credit with like, um, or it allowed me to like reach out to people that I wouldn't have reached out to for like partnerships and all that stuff. And like, mm. I met a bunch of, you know, owners of these restaurants in LA, which was fun, but, um, overall I didn't get to the full capacity of what it could have been, but, um, yeah. it was, a, it was a huge boost in my network for sure. And I have hundreds more contacts because of it in the LA area. Yeah. I think it's, it's a great kind of approach for, you know, people listening that kind of want to, maybe they've moved to a new area or they, they've, you know, they're just starting their business and they want to just meet more people, but more importantly, position yourself as a kind of a leader in, in that kind of area. I think it's a great mm-hmm. way of, a great way of doing it. Um, you know, obviously the climate has changed now. So obviously you, you weren't able to do it now, um, you know, going forward, you know, as and when we start to get back up and running with things, is it something you'd like to continue where you are now? Um, well, I'll be in Austin starting in January. So like, as long as things open back up, I mean, I would love, especially like being brand new to the Austin area and yeah. my good friends, um, my good friends host, uh, or like run some investor groups and some startup, uh, accelerators out there, like they're big parts of it. So I, I would definitely have the people to do it. So, um, yeah, I would love to get that back, get picked up, picked up back again. Cause like, as long as you're a, a, a social and like, you know, coordinated person, um, yeah. you can definitely host events. And it, like I said, it's, it's an amazing way to meet people. And especially in a new city, you can meet like 50 people all at once. Uh, so yeah, I would like to do that as long as like, you know, weather permitting, like COVID permitting, um, things are, things are able to open back up. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So circling back round, um, to our chat on automation and, you know, the, the, the podcast called Make Today Count. The reason being is that I set this podcast up so that people can get involved with conversations with interesting people around topics that maybe they haven't come across before, give them ideas for ways they can enhance their personal brand and their business. Um, and what I'd, I always love to do is to kind of just ask my people, my people, what, you know, what's that one tip? If someone wanted to start to kind of get involved and maybe we can, we can talk directly to PTs, personal trainers when we, when we're talking about this now, you know, if you're a personal trainer and you know, you don't have a ton of time um, and you want to get sort of 
starting using these tools and the you know getting more automation in what you're doing day to day what would be a kind of a first good step that people could kind of take because as you know you know we can get a really great idea and then we can think right we're going to do all this stuff and then if you put too much you just get nothing done in the end mm-hmm. so so what could be a good kind of first step would you say to um you know obviously other than signing up for for Wiz drive um but what would yeah. be what would be some good kind of first steps to kind of get you into that mindset yeah as a trainer definitely we strive then you're good um but but yeah i mean i recommend because i didn't do this ever and i'm doing this now Mm. i recommend writing down like every every aspect of your business um like whether it's do you email people do you send texts do you have you know do you have pdfs do you have exercise content like i'd recommend writing all that stuff down that you have needs for and then like slowly researching and googling you know softwares that could help those key needs like for example um you know emailing okay should i use mailchimp should i use woodpecker should i use get drip like you know just yeah they're gonna all these things and create like a, a flow chart of like every single category you need help in and then the possible softwares that you could use and once you start using those softwares highlight those softwares across the board like one so you're more organized two so you don't forget and then three so you have like your entire business snapshot in one spot. Um, Cause that's something that I can do to this day. I'm like, Oh, well, what, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to use to, to track our sales? And I'm like, well, mm. we have this one tool that I signed up for two years ago, but I kind of forgot about, but this would be perfect. And then I can't find it. Um, so I think having, having that kind of like the visual spreadsheet of like your entire business and all the tools you're going to use is, is just super important. and can really help, help automate your business. Mm. That's great advice. And yeah, it's something that's so, I think so powerful, just taking a step back and just saying like, what do I want to do? Okay. So what, what are all the kind of the key steps to what I do? Um, Cause sometimes I think we, we, we just jump into trying to make change or, or creating something new without necessarily taking those steps and doing that planning work. So that's, that's such a great tip. Um, if people want to connect with you, um, Corey, obviously um, PTs and, and those people um, over to the website, is that the best place to, to get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, WeStriveApp.com. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, I'm just Corey at WeStriveApp.com. Always happy to talk. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Corey.mf on Instagram. If you wanted to shoot me a DM that way, LinkedIn, however you want to do it. Uh, Corey McCain, M-C-K-A-N-E. Uh, yeah, so however you want to do it, absolutely happy to help. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Corey. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. It's, a, it's a, um, an early one from where you guys are. Um, so I really appreciate your time today. I like to finish up the podcast with some gratitude. I think gratitude is, is super important for everything that we do in our lives. And so just to say thank you um, for everything you're doing in the world. Um, I, from what I've seen from the app and how you're helping business owners strive with, you know, sorry about the pun, but to nice. strive in the businesses. Love. Don't be sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> strive in everything that they're doing. You know, I, you know, I work with a lot of personal trainers and fitness professionals in the work that I do. And I know from a firsthand perspective, how much little time they have and how little opportunity they have between sessions and stuff to, to coordinate their business. So just a little thanks from them. Cause I know that, you know, when people start to pick this app up, that it's, it's going to be kind of game changing for them. And, and just thanks for everything you put out into the world through the networking and through everything else. Um, it's great to jump on these calls and speak to, to positive people with, with these kind of outlooks. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. And thank you for, for uh, sending such an awesome, uh, organized, pre-podcast email. It's definitely the best one <laughs> I've gotten. Um, I didn't like take notes or anything, but it, it got yeah. me into like, I, got, I was like mentally like, okay, I need to, and this is a good, like, you know, it got, it got me very like, 
it's something that I don't do for my podcast. So I thought I very much appreciated it. Um, and then, yeah, if you work with trainers, man, let me know. I'm happy to, you know, yeah. pay you to send trainers our way, you know, a little referral stuff, but, um, this was awesome, man. A great podcast. Uh, again, happy to talk to someone with your accent. So, and I guess I have the <laughs> accent, but like, you know, yours is cooler. So, um, yes, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So guys, if there's anything in this podcast that's, that's really kind of connected with you, what I'd love is that you can um, drop us a comment either with Corey directly or by myself over on the show notes page. Everything that we've spoken about today, all the links and everything will be in there as well. So hop on over there. Um, also, if you haven't already done so, we'd love a review. So wherever you listen to this podcast, be it Spotify, Apple or, or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, please leave us a review. Re- really appreciate it and also if you're looking for a space on the internet where you can join with other like-minded people to create a really strong personal brand just check out the elevate community over on facebook but until next time um, i've been ross dean this has been make today count and i'll see you soon take care bye-bye